Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. What's going on, brother? Hey, I, I hit you up uh, months ago, man, when I came to your show. No, you, you hit me up a year ago. Yeah, it was a year ago. How you doing, my man? It was good. It was good. I've, I've been traveling. I'm sitting here. I came in town to visit my grandchildren. I'm about to grab something to eat, and I was strolling, and I see her reach out. I said, yo, let me reach out to this brother. And I like when I didn't have time to reach out to people, and I read your story, and I wanted to know what have you accomplished since then. Were you able to pull it off? Yeah. So I was able to uh, pull them to my wife. This T.K. Kirkland. Yeah, I was able to do some mentoring for kids. Um, yes. I started a, uh, my wife and I bought a, a, a affordable housing apartment complex. So um, I've been uh-huh. I've been mentoring kids in Baltimore City. Mm. Yep. So, and you mentoring them, what, what else are you doing with them? Um, right, right they now, need that. They need that. For right now, that's, I'm just mentoring right now. Um, once, once I have a, I, my wife and I own an assisted living. So once I free up some time with that, then I'll be able to like take more trips. But, um, I live in, I actually live in York, PA. That's like 30 minutes outside of, uh, it's like 40 minutes outside of Baltimore. But <clears throat> up at my yes. house, I, I, I grow my own plants, um, like food, fruit, uh, chickens. We slaughter them as well. So that's something I plan on teaching the, the uh, inner city kids as well, how to, Grow your own fruit, fruit oh, from, man. Uh, from seeds. Um, <clears throat> you got to check out my uh, – I could send you some videos and stuff, but uh, I have three daughters, and I teach them how to do that as well. We all do that together. So just, just now, let me to- tell you how valuable that is. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm going to share something with you. Me and my daughter, my youngest daughter, Trinity, we talk a lot about a lot of things. And one day we were sitting in the house, and we were thinking about how cold it is and – how cold it is outside, and how thankful we should be because everybody in this world is so spoiled, right? If the world shut down, you couldn't get your food. You couldn't get gasoline. The people who will be powerful, like the the Bernie Madoffs or the, the, uh, the Jeff Bezos, yeah. people like you who know how to cook, who know how to raise their own food. And it's getting like that because – Society, for some reason, is putting all these damn chemicals in the food yeah. that is really <clears throat> destroying men and women from their and, and, um, ovaries to their health to the blood to dementia. It's everything. Absolutely. So I, I really like what you're, what you're doing and teaching them, especially the inner kids, because they really need to know how to survive just in case. Absolutely. And, and let me share something with you real quick. So the reason why I decided to start living that type of lifestyle, I bought some chickens from uh, Tractor Supply. and Yes, and can you go somewhere real quick because that music is in the background. Yeah, yeah. I bought some chickens from Tractor Supply and uh, some chicks. I bought like 30 of them. And what I noticed is yes. when, when I would give them water out the faucet, it would completely knock them out. Like, they would, like, pass out and then they Whoa. would die. So I was like, okay. So I, I did it a couple more times, and um, 
I would let the water sit for like 24 hours and I give it to them, they're fine. What I found is the right. cool green is, is killing them. So I was like, fuck that, me knowing this, I can't feed my water, my kids. You know, wait, 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 wait. When, wait, wait. When you said that you gave them water, it was killing them, and you waited a couple of days, and what happened to the water then? The, after waiting a couple of days, it was fine. <clears throat> the water was fine to give to the chicks. But if I gave right. it to okay. it would kill them because it was the, the uh, level of chlorine in it inside wow. the water. Yeah. <clears throat> so what I did is <clears throat> I, I started I started prepping. So I had, like, you know, a bunch of stored water and stuff, filtered water. Um, I bought a Berkey system. Uh, I have uh, a system hooked up to my, my house where the water comes down the drain, and it, it drains into a 55-gallon um, drum. So now I feed the chickens mm -hmm. up the water from the drum instead of uh, tap water. Wow, this is insane. Yeah. Right, right, right. So the war. So imagine what that water is doing to the people in that city. Right. The health problems that people are having, and they're not knowing it. But I bet you the city knows what they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. The gov The government knows what's happening. That's the, insane. The, yeah. Man. The government knows what's happening. So. You know, I, I, that 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 kind of opened up my eyes, and then I, I see other things. Again, I'm, I'm a I'm a kid. I'm from East Baltimore City. I was raised in Jersey. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I, I part of Jersey. East, I, I graduated from East Brunswick. <clears throat> okay, okay. I grew up in Jersey City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I'm a kid. I grew up hard, and then I moved to Jersey. I'm like, damn. I'm going to a blue ribbon school and everything. My mom's trying to do the best she can do for me. Um, and, uh, I, I saw like growing up poor, then I saw growing up, you know, around people that are pretty wealthy, you know, and, um, yeah. that Jersey is actually what, what changed my, my, uh, my mindset and my lifestyle, man. Like growing up in Baltimore, believe it or not, I thought it was okay to shoot people until I was 15 years old. I, I thought if you had wow. a somebody, you shoot, cause that's, that's all we grew up, you know, that's how we grew up. Right. You know, it was okay. I, I know, you know, we all know people that murder, but we don't look at them as serial killers. You know, it's just, it, it is what it is, you know? So Right, uh, right, right. Isn't that something? Yeah. So Jersey, like, kind of opened my eyes up to that. I met people from different races. Uh, I remember the first time I met an Egyptian person, I, I told him, I speak my mind. I'm like, hey, I, I thought you were extinct. You know, because I'm thinking the pyramids and the pharaohs and shit, and I'm like, dang, and they looking at me like, this motherfucker, <laughs> alien or something, you know? But it was just the ignorance. Right, right. You know, and I, I ain't made no harm or nothing like that. I got a bunch of Egyptian friends now, but um, it was just the ignorance of us not knowing shit. And then I was able, yes, I was sir. also able to compare the school systems, Baltimore school system versus Jersey. I mean, it was just, you can't, you can't compare it, you know? <clears throat> right. Yeah, they are teaching the kids a lot of bullshit. Like I talk about this in my stand up now, how the educational system, regular educational system, has set us back years because when you travel the world, you notice that other races know two, three different languages. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't. We look at them like they're crazy. Like, oh, you speak English. Like we're the most powerful. Absolutely. But they're the smartest people. When you 
When you see them talking different languages, you go, you feel like you got left back. You feel that you got cheated out of education. We got cheated because all of us, it should be mandatory. Every child, black, white, Hispanic, whatever, that's born in America should know two to three languages, period. I agree. I agree. Period. Yep. So I take my hat off of what you're doing, my man, because we need young brothers like you. But for you to admit that you thought they was a stink is hilarious because that's how some people are, the lack of knowledge around the world. Absolutely. It's embarrassing. It is. Another thing, too, is, you know, I've traveled around the world. I've been to uh, East Africa. Um, I've been to different parts of the world, and and this is in my adult yeah. years. But uh, what, what I've realized is that if you're born poor in those countries, you're going to die poor. And then I come back to America, and uh, I remember this, this Ethiopian kid, he wrote me a letter asking if I could, for whatever reason, he thought that I could bring him back with me. But, I, you know, obviously I couldn't right. at the time. <clears throat> but um, I come mm-hmm. back to America, and you got motherfuckers, they, they lazy, Americans, are, you know, they fat, they lazy, they're not taking advantage of the opportunities that we have here. You know, uh, you mm-hmm. can be born poor, but you can die rich, you know. And it's it's not about Ooh, money, so it's true. about freedom, you know. And that's that's what I do it for. Is I do it for freedom, but I my, my father's a dope fiend today. If I go find him in Baltimore right now. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pause you for a second. Explain to the world and to me, because we're doing my podcast, the TK Kirk podcast right now. Explain to me between freedom and working. Explain that. Uh, in my definition, freedom, work, working is, uh, it, it, it gives you a, diff, it's a, it's a different mindset. It's like a, I don't want to say slave, but it's like a, it's, it's a beat down mindset when you're working for someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, freedom is being mm. able to do whatever whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. Pretty much so whenever true. you want to do it, you you you're really not tied down. But in order to get to right. freedom, you have to put in some work. You got to sacrifice some time, whatever it may be. But you have to put in work to get to that okay. level of freedom. You know. Yes. Yes. It's all. It's also like a peace that, of man. mind. It's a peace of mind, my man. So you you talking to the nigga that invented this shit. I, I know. I just like the way you're wording it. I'm, I really like the way you word it. But go ahead. Continue about the Ethiopian guy. That wrote oh, yeah. So, so the Ethiopian guy, he wrote me a letter, um, you know, asking if I could bring him here. At the time, I wasn't able to bring him here. But um, now I own a uh, – I told you before, I own a, a, a nursing assisted living. Um, and through the escort, mm-hmm. I'm able to bring people – from other countries through my escort, which is a whole nother game, mm. you know, um, or, or work visas. Um, we all know this is the easiest time to get into America for immigrants, <laughs> you know. So uh, I, I tell them, you know, come on in. If, you know, if they come in for good, because uh, America is the land of the opportunity, you know. Um, right. But, but no disrespect, because I, I, I hear dollar signs. You're making a lot of money off this. Yeah, yeah, I, I I work in real estate. I've been I've been a real estate developer for or investor for. Uh, 13 no, no, I'm not talking about the real estate part. No, I'm not talking about the real estate part. 
I'm talking about bringing people into this country. That's the that the government will help you to do that, right? Won't they? Don't they give you thousands of dollars to help you uh, get I, people I, situated? I haven't, I, I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. I know that it can be done. Oh, I, nigga, you you playing? Yeah, it can be done. They got they have grants for that in the millions. Oh man. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah a, what you doing? <laughs> I'm gonna look into that. Fam, listen to me. They have grants for men and you and your wife in the millions. Wow. That will help you. Yeah, you got to do your research on that. That's a fact. I know this, like, with my eyes closed. This is a fact. Oh, man. So you got to look into that because then you could do, when you get the grant, I forgot what they call it, but when you do something like that, you are, it's like, Putting people together to get them ready for society, and then you got the benefit with your children. You got the benefit with the the farm that you're teaching inner city kids, and you're spending your own money. Yeah, I am absolutely. Doug, do you do you know you sitting on about twenty twenty five million for all the programs that you bring into the table? Dang. Yeah, and that's again lack of knowledge. Absolutely. This stuff should be taught to us in, at a young age because you're doing something that's amazing. They pay people for it, but they don't teach us about the grants. Right. When that's you, true. this week, we'll, we'll wait to after, I'm going out of the country with my daughter. So hit me, this is, this is my, I'm not, we're not done with you yet, but make sure you hit me like January 20th. I'm going to put you in touch with this young lady who, this is what she does. You're going to have to pay her, but she'll get you the bag. Okay. Because she's out of Indianapolis. She'll get you. Listen to me. She'll get you the bag. All so right. In that meantime, what I want you to do is write down on a piece of paper, because you're going to email her once we get this done. You're going to email about the things you're doing. You're going to talk about the the farming you're gonna talk about how you got the the, uh, the the program that bring inner city kids. I mean, kids from other countries here. It's a win. Okay, that's a win. Yeah, but go ahead though. I'm listening to your accomplishments. So now, what about the real estate game? What made you get into that? So, so back in Jersey, um, unfortunately, I I, I was a a, vict- uh, a product of my environment, man. I, I saw selling drugs, but um. In New Jersey, uh-huh. and uh, you did what you had to do. Yeah, and, and uh, one of my buddies, one of my buddies. So we used to go to the mall. I always hung out with older guys, but we we would go to the mall mm-hmm. and black girls, right? And uh, the, the guys, they would like, you know, we go to the mall. They they holler at ten girls. They might get like four or five numbers, and they might end up going first. Yep, that's the maybe that's two. Me, yep. on the other hand, I go to the mall. I holler at like ten. And I probably get like nine, eight, nine numbers, uh, and I'm I probably hit maybe five, six, seven of them. My my numbers were always high, right. higher than everybody else's. But the reason why yes. my numbers were, were higher than everybody else is because I put out like I talked to way more girls than anybody else. You know, so my confidence, mm-hmm. I knew what I was doing. So mm-hmm. my buddy, I like uh, that. One of my 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 buddy's friends, he said. You know, Herb, if you take that 
and you put it into uh, business, you would go, you could go far with that. The way I did the numbers, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, you know, it went in one ear and out the other. And that that same guy, Dimitri, he went to Rutgers University, which I'm sure you're familiar with. And Rutgers yes. has a program where Jewish guys come in from New York City, from like Manhattan, like it may be attorneys, uh, judges, bro- stockbrokers, real estate guys. Um, all kinds of attor- like uh, big, big, uh, big name attorneys. They were, they had a program for Jewish guys, mm-hmm. and these guys would come in. I guess they did like that. I never went to one, but the way he was explaining it is they they would do their presentation, and then whatever in front of a you know some undergrads, um, Jewish undergrads, and whatever one they decided to gravitate toward, the guys would take them under their wing and teach them the ropes. So Dimitri at that time okay. he was going like six figures, man. I mean he must have been like. 1920. He was doing like 200,000 a year, 240. But the the amount that he did right. was like almost doubled every time. So uh, Dimitri took a liking to me, and he started like get throwing all everything that he learned. He was throwing it at me. And again, I'm a young guy. My right. mind's in the streets, and the shit going in one ear and out the other. But he believed in me. He saw something in me that I didn't see. You know. So uh, I just kept mm. you know, sticking with it, sticking with it. Um, at that time, I, I guess it was shortly after that, I was a, a box. I was about to turn pro. And my plan was to move to right. D.C. and then Miami, and then I'll get signed and go to Vegas like my other buddies. Um, Dimitri said, right. uh, instead of moving to uh, D.C., go to this place called York, PA. Make your first 100000 and then go and turn pro as a boxer. And I'm like, you know what? This motherfucker okay. care about me. So I say, you know what? I'm going to do it. I came here. I ain't know nobody. So I came here. Um, I started meeting people through business. Now, why York, PA? What is in York, what is in York PA? So York, PA at that time was the number one place to invest. So at that time, if you put out 100000 you get 60000 back. Wow. And yeah. plus 100000 Yeah, you get it. You get so you put in 100000 you get your your prop. You get your, your investment of a hundred thousand and sixty thousand on top. Investing in okay. real estate. And what was that? That's investing okay, in real, real estate. estate. And yeah. what was you buying? And what uh, were you getting? Yeah, uh, you, you you buy a fucking uh, you buy like a multi-unit property. I, I bought multi-unit properties. Just say uh, we call them two units. That's two apartments. Right. You buy one of those for. I bought one for fourteen five. Wow! Yeah, I bought That's one. Brick. For, yeah, I bought one. For, now those. That, this is late. This is like two thousand nine. So this is after the market right. crash, and it's the after you know after right. that. But um, it was actually on Forbes. York was the number one place in America to invest. So, wow! Yeah, a lot of a lot of New Yorkers and New Jersey people were buying over here, and they still are. But they, at that time, they were fucking buying. I mean. They, they were just tearing this, this whole city up, you know, investing, which in okay. in a good way. So, um, so I was like, right, I understand. So, so I moved here. Uh, I didn't know anyone. I started working at a bank because I figured I'm gonna meet some important people at the bank, right? So, uh, right. Dimitri was still mentoring me, and this is when I started taking this stuff serious. So, um, he said, find the the biggest uh investing company in the in the area. And the way to find that would be just look around at the signs we buy all real estate. So um, I found that. He said, intern for him. So I said, okay, go. You know, I, I went, I called, 
And uh, before I go into that, I'm going to tell you this other thing he did. It's a program called Landmark Education. Landmark.edu. Mm-hmm. He sent me to it. It was in Plainfield, New Jersey. I went there. Right. That pro- They don't do no advertising or nothing. But that program, which he found through the Jewish guys, <laughs> man, changed my fucking life, bro. I'm saying, like, wow. my whole mindset. And, and, and it's not like they taught They didn't really. What they taught me is to how to work with myself. Okay. You know, Explain that. All right, I'm going to explain it once I go into – it's going to wrap around, all right? So – Okay, I, call, I understand, I understand. I, I call a guy at the uh, the real estate place, right? I call to intern. I will call him. Initially, we had a conversation, and then he said, call me back on Monday. Call him back on Monday. He'll put me on hold for, like, fucking forever. Like, he never came back and answered the phone. I will wait. And then I will call him again the next day. He will, he's like, hey, I'll call you right back. And he'll hang up. He'll say, uh, he said everything, but no. I'm not exaggerating. I called this motherfucker like over 100 times. He will tell you, I'm, I'm friends with him today. He will tell you today that I right. called him over 100 times. And when I, first, when I finally got the interview, I said, you're a hard motherfucker to get in contact with. I was saying it in a joking way. But uh, he laughed and he said, no, right. I'm, not, I'm not hard to get in contact with. I just wanted to see how bad you wanted it. And I sat down and I that's said, right, that's right. And I just thought about it for like a while. I'm like, damn. But that program that I told you about taught me not to assume. Mm. So I can't assume that Thank this man you so is saying, much. no. I love that. I can't assume it. But if I didn't go to that program after calling him three times, I would have said, fuck that nigga. You know what I'm saying? I would have just said, that's fuck so him. That's true, yep. I would have assumed that he said yeah. no. He never said no, so I can't assume that. So I was also trained properly. Okay. You know, so... Uh, now, let me even tell you why I love what you said. Don't forget what you're about to say. Let me interject here. The reason why I think that's amazing, let's take people reaching out to me on my podcast. Let's take people who, women who try to date me, but they'll Google me see that I'm married or think that I'm married. I've never been married. Google got something on Instagram that says that I'm married. I've never been married. But they never will call to find out because they assume. And mm-hmm. I truly believe when you grown, you don't go to the Internet. When you grown, you go directly to the source, the person. When you're trying to get something, and my son did this. I took my son years ago to... Um, a Lil Wayne concert because me and Lil Wayne are good friends. And my son's always trying to get me to go out, but I try not to go out because I just know everybody. It's, it's, it's exhausting. So we went out. One of my friends from college was there, and I knew he worked for Dr. Dre. He worked for Interscope Records. And I said, Troy, can you give my son a job? And everybody, I'm well-respected, as you know, well-respected. And my man said, sure. But what he did was my son called Troy about 20 times before he got the job. Now, 20 years later, my son is one of the top executives in Los Angeles and around the world because of his persistence and not giving up. And the reason why I'm saying this to on the on this podcast, on this interview, because I want people to say what you're saying and what I'm saying. Just because someone don't get back in touch with you does not mean 
It's a no. That's what I'm trying to say. I agree. It doesn't mean that person is no. It doesn't mean that that person is really testing you either. Some people are just so goddamn busy like me. You reached out to me last year, December 22nd, 2022. That's when you reached out to me. Yeah. And you didn't call no more. You didn't call no more. But I like to see these type of stories when I read something. And I didn't do this on purpose, just to let you know. I didn't see this last year and say, oh, I'll hit them next year. I'm just so in tune with the universe. I'm mm-hmm. so in tune with energy that today this was the perfect time to have this type of conversation. This is the perfect time to let the world hear what you are putting out and pouring into the universe. And that's why I want people to understand if you reach out to someone and it's something that you really want, unless until that person says, fuck you, I ain't doing it with you, don't assume. That's right. Don't That's assume. Easy. Absolutely. Make sure you hear. Make sure you hear it out their mouth first before you assume they don't want to fuck with you. But go ahead, though. I just want to put that in there. Remember, I hope you remember what you were talking about. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I started interning with him, and uh, I, I I got a job with him. Um, I started going out buying. I was like a, a buyer's agent for him. I would go out buy uh, property. He, I was training that, and then. Um, well, I was I was limited on how much I can make. Now again, it wasn't about the money to me. It was just about going out. I was I was excited to be part of the team. And uh, one right, day, exactly. Hell yeah. Yeah. And, and one day, uh, one of my I came across a deal. I, one of my buddies said, "You should try to do that." Oh, Dimitri. He said, "Try to do what they do by yourself." <laughs> so I said, "Okay." So I, I made up some signs. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, who was my wife now. Uh, she she uh she was she would walk on one side of the street, I would walk on the other, and we would go door to door putting signs on the door. And uh, one day this lady called, and she's like, "Hey, I want to sell my my property. I inherited it from my mom." So I negotiated the deal. At that time, I met other investors just being in the game, and um, I sold it to them. I made twenty three thousand, and I said that that was like blood in the water for a shark. I said, "Fuck it, I'm doing this shit on my own." So. I became an agent. I started my own company, and I started wholesaling houses. And then I was able to save up some money. I started flipping some houses. And um, I met a guy. I was in Puerto Rico. <clears throat> I met a lady whose husband was uh, – they worked in the oil business down in Texas, but they mm-hmm. would buy high-end luxury real estate on the coastline of Texas and on beachfront property. In Texas and uh, North Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina, everything else he bought, he mm-hmm. was like let that shit go. So um, uh, I'm giving you all the raw, man, because next year I'm gonna start really teaching. But um, I, I have some students now. Mm, I love it. I so, love it. Go ahead. I, I'm in no rush. I'm in no rush. Take your time. Okay. So so what he did is that that introduced me to buying REO packages from banks. So, so okay, he, wait, wait, wait. Now, what is that? What are REO packages? Real estate owned. So th- these are proper. Th- this is real estate that's been foreclosed on by the bank. It, it, it's gone through the entire okay. process of foreclosure. Now it's owned back by the bank. Okay. All right. 
So with, with those, okay. you go in, you buy. It may be uh, 50. This particular one, he bought 58 doors. Um, I forget how much he paid for it, but I negotiated uh, like 50 of them for $1,000 a piece. Now, when you buy them. Wow. It's, it's still back taxes and shit. So you're not buying, you buying a house for a thousand, but then it has other shit with it, like maybe some liens. Right. Uh, definitely taxes, yeah. sewer, water, utilities, and stuff like that. But all of that can right. be negotiated. I'm giving you some good game, man. You probably know about it, but I'm giving you some good no. game. Yeah, no, but let, but let me tell you, and I'm going to interject here so the people are listening. Ladies and gentlemen, what he's saying is phenomenal, but I'm here to tell you. You really got to be built for what the fuck he's saying. Your mindset got to be ready for this because of the aggravation that comes of what he's talking about. See, when they talk about real estate, they make it seem like it's easy, but it's not, is it, my man? No, it's not. It's, it's aggravating. It's aggravating. It's, it's whole aggravating. Work. It's aggravating. It's dangerous at times. You might have somebody move in. Yep, dangerous time. You might have somebody move in that don't want to move in. You might have a swatter, okay. a swatter. You might have somebody tear your shit up. You're going to put all this money in, and you got somebody to tear your house up. Oh, man, it's, they don't talk about the headache side of getting into real estate. They don't. They do not talk about that side. But when I hear you talk, you was born to do what you're doing. Absolutely, man. You was born for this. I was born for it. You were born for this. I've been I've been on this planet a long time. I know how to strategically put people in certain places. You was born for this, yo. You're going to be phenomenal. But go ahead. I'm just listening to you. Go ahead. I'm listening. Yep. So uh, I, I, bought, I bought him for 1000 I negotiated it. Uh, he was going to let him go at tax sale anyway. Um, I made a good, right. a good grip on that. That was in 14, 2014 I did that. Uh, and then in 2018, mm -hmm. my wife and I, I met, I met a good brother uh, who owned a bank out here, um, a, a financial institution, um, and they did mortgages. Yes. And uh, I, was, I met that guy. I went in and I negotiated my own bank package. So my wife and I purchased this ourselves. Um, it was smaller. This one was 18 doors. But the, the good thing about this one is they were all in York. Wow. The, the first one I told you about, it was some in California, like 18 in Florida. It was uh, three in Baltimore, five in Baltimore. It was only one in York. Um, I mean, they were all Kansas. It was They were all over the place. But this particular one was all in York, and, man, I bought it for such a good deal. Um, right. And uh, I, I just rented them out. And then in 2020 is when I just the, – the, everybody knew the home values went up. I cashed out on them, and um, I sold damn near mm. all of them. And uh, I took the money from that, <clears throat> and I purchased the uh, assisted living, <clears throat> purchased the building. Okay. And um, that, that's what we're doing now. Uh, my, my wife is an RN, so it kind of Now, like pause. Let me ask you a question on this. What made you get into assisted living? So, um, and, and I hope me trusting don't, don't uh, affect anything. No, 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 you're good. Okay. You're good. So back in 2012, I went to a, uh, I went to a, a real estate meeting. And I remember some of the older guys, they, they were kind of like the wealthier guys in there. They were talking about assisted living. 
And I and I I remember I was sitting there looking looking around. I'm like, we supposed to be talking about real estate, but these fuckers are like drooling over this assisted living stuff, right? So mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it, I thought it went in one ear and came out the other, but I was just you know listening or whatever. And then uh, I was driving down the street. This is like maybe six months after that. I'm driving down the street and I saw a nursing home for sale. So I called my wife. I'm like, hey. Let's go check this place out, you know. So we went, we looked at it, we we toured with the owner, and um, at the time we didn't have an appetite for it. it they, they wanted like four, three point four million for it at the time. I ain't had the money for it, and right. I wasn't set up for it at that time. So fast forward to right. uh, twenty nineteen, I'm doing a, a real estate uh, camp. I call it campaigning. When I'm when I'm campaigning, I'm sending out my advertising. Uh, to people, you know, to potential sellers. Okay, so right. I'm sitting uh-huh. there, and uh, a lady called me. I'm doing, like, five things at one time. I'm on the laptop. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I remember she's, she's telling mm-hmm. me, she's like, I want to sell my property. She's telling me about it. I'm jotting it down while I'm doing something else. And she's like, it has uh, 19 bedrooms and 13 bathrooms. I stopped. I said, what, what kind of place is this? Is this, like, a mansion or something? And she said, no, it's a personal care home. So I was like, hold on one second. So I, I called my wife. I said, hey, have you ever heard of a, a personal care home? She said, no. I said, well, I haven't either. So I, I continued on with her, and um, I went out to check it out. And when I checked it out, after I looked it up, I'm saying, damn, this is something we can do. Because at the time, we, we made a good bit of money. My wife was thinking about uh, – I was tired of her working at the at the hospital, working long hours and all of that. Okay. So um, I said, this is a great right. opportunity for us right here. Let's let's buy this one and um, you run it and you know we you got the experience. Let's do it. So she said, okay. So I went, <clears throat> I negotiated with the bank, which I, I met with their bank. It was in foreclosure. I met with the bank a bunch of times. Okay, went with them by myself. Um, it was it was tough, man. So uh, that deal ended up. I negotiated it, but it ended up falling through because it needed a whole bunch of work. But as the day that that right. fell through. Semi, I, I showed one of my properties to another guy who told me about another assisted living that was available. So I called them. Mm-hmm. I jumped right on top of it, negotiated the lease for the first year. After the first year, went to the bank right. on a loan, and now we own a building and we own a business. And we started the business. It was no resident tenant. I, I took my. I'm a general contractor as well. I took my guys in. We, we right. did what we needed to do in it to get it ready, pass inspection, and um. And uh, now, now it's been three and a half years, and uh, we're rocking and rolling, you know. So um, I'm proud of you, man. I, I appreciate that. But but the, the, I'm the, proud of you. The, the the point that I want everybody to get out of this is I don't give up. You got when when you when it's mm-hmm. something you want, you got to bite down on that motherfucker, and I don't care if it shakes you whichever way. You got to hold on to it, and you can't stop fighting. When you stop fighting, that's when you lose. You can't you can't right. leave if you don't stop fighting. You have to fight for what you want because yeah. it's gonna happen. I conquered that. I mean, it yeah. felt so good, but it's normal to me now to do stuff like that. That's like part of me now. Right. No, I see. Yo, I'm so good at it, and listening to people and understanding who they are, I know this is what you was born for, and you have you have even scratched the surface of what you're about to become. You're about 35, 36 now, right? 35 years old. 
Thirty-five years old. Yeah, you haven't you haven't even touched the surface of what you're about to become. Hmm. When I hear your energy and your voice and all the successful people I've met around the world, they always everybody always had the same thing, and that same thing is the energy and the passion for what they want to do. Now, what I want to share with people is some people in their lifetime, you live long enough, you're going to inherit some money, you're going to inherit opportunities, right? And what I want people to know, just don't jump into a business because you just got a few dollars and you jump in something you don't know nothing about that business. When you don't know nothing about that business, you're going to fail. But here's the play. If you want to start a business, find someone who has eight to nine years in the business that you want to open and hire them to run the business. Do you agree? Absolutely. You hire the person. Cause you, of course you've seen it. People get money and they're going to open up this particular business, have no idea what they're doing, none, and they lose millions of dollars, thousands of dollars. That's true. Because they didn't, they didn't get the right people to work for them, or they didn't know nothing about the business. And what you did, that gentleman put you in the right position to learn. And what I'm detecting too is that you're pretty smart. So it's easy for you to comprehend information. It's easy for you to understand things quicker than most people. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm. And you ain't out here. And you ain't out here being a player and you're a young kid, which is even, I'm telling you, you're going to be, I mean, you're already successful, but if you can stay healthy and have a little luck on your side, because you got to have a little luck. Some people bust their ass to get successful and don't live long enough to enjoy what they made. And that's the sad thing about life. So my prayers for you is, to be successful and have a lot of luck on your side. And what I mean by that is that health, no car accidents, no accidental death or anything like that should hinder you from achieving your dream. I want you to have that dream because success is, is beautiful. Like I said, um, I sacrificed a lot to become the man that I am. And believe it or not, I'm just touched. I'm just touching the surface. Wow. You know, I'm just touching the surface. So, and I feel like I'm just getting started because since last year, you've seen me, it seemed like I blew up, doesn't it? Yeah. All of a sudden. I'm all on the, I'm all on the motherfucking internet. I mean, you, you, you've always been, been big in our, in our community, man. I remember watching you as a kid. But yeah, yeah, you all over the place, man. You are. Absolutely. You definitely right. are. And and that's what I'm trying to tell people. It does. You don't know when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You just got to be ready when it happens. You just got to see. I do things my way because I've always wanted to be my own boss. Right. So when I sit back and I look at the actors who are complaining in Hollywood about how they got robbed, I knew that in the '90s. <laughs> see, in the '90s, I wasn't rocking with that Hollywood shit because what motherfucker was going to rob me? And I felt it. Yeah, people may have got the little fame, right, to the people, but they broke. Hey, TK, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, Explain how to be ready 
how does some, how does one get ready for the opportunity? You just got to put in the work. You just got to be ready. It doesn't. It, here's the thing: some people want success in two years. Some people want success overnight. You got to love yourself so much and pace yourself so much that you're gonna say. If I die and don't make it, at least I tried and gave it 100%, but I knew I was ready. Mm-hmm. See, I knew in the 90s, I knew in the 90s I was going to be successful. And I, and I started D.L. Hughley. I started Mike Gaps. I started Godfrey and all these guys. And they blew up, but people didn't know me because I wasn't on David Letterman. I wasn't doing movies. I was the kid in the street that was hustling. When DL started doing comedy, nigga, I was already having marble floors and the nicest cars, even though I was still doing crime. See, I was just crazy. I was doing crime. I was managing this person. I was hustling in the street. I was all over the motherfucking place. But it made me who I am today, and that's why people can gravitate towards the things that I say because of my experiences. And everybody's journey is different, right? Everybody's journey is different. I, What I do in my interviews, what I do in shows like this, I teach people to avoid the handicap so you can make it. And what, mm-hmm. let me explain to you what I mean. Handicap is if you're a young man or woman, you get pregnant at a young age, you start dating at a young age, and the person that you rocking with is not on your level, it can hamper you from success. Absolutely. See, Ed, you, you're lucky. You met a woman that's on the exact page you are on. You didn't have to search for that. You didn't have a dilemma where you met the wrong girl. Had to fight that shit for two or three years because you was chasing something else. Mm-hmm. And then found her. You found her on your way coming up. That's a blessing, and people don't know that. But there's so many men who got somebody pregnant, so many men who committed a robbery, so many men who their temper held them back, and they might find themselves at a later date. But what I try to do is say, listen to me, listen to the OG, cut all that bullshit out, love yourself so much, that you don't get caught up in a situation. That's right. I got women trying to date me all the time, right? I got women trying I'm 63, and motherfuckers still think I'm fly. But I know that I'm on this planet to achieve my dream. Now, this is just my theory, fam. I'm going to rock with you on this. Here's my theory. I believe in internal peace when you leave here. And I believe we all come here to accomplish something. We all got a purpose. I have to accomplish but I have to while I'm here because if you don't, I think the universe sends you back. Hmm. And from what I'm seeing with the world, I don't want to come back. <laughs> I don't want to have to come back to this motherfucker and start over again. So I'm doing everything I can while I'm here, meaning all the vision I had, all the dreams that come to me, I want to accomplish them. So I don't have to come back. And that might go over some people's head. They might say, oh, TK fucking crazy. This is how I really feel. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm going to 
sacrifice whatever I have to to do that because I want eternal peace. Absolutely. So I get what you're saying, you know, and I've been on this planet again. I say it a lot, but I say it to say I know where you're going, fam, and you bless. You bless with a wife. You bless with people who want to look out for you. Everything about you is blessed. I see the type of man you are once in a while in life, maybe five times in my lifetime. I've seen people who have truly been blessed, and it was just meant for everything just goes they fucking way. You go, damn, how how's this motherfucker doing this shit? Some people just have it like that. Well, give me an example. You ever know somebody that went to jail for 10 years, come out and make more money than you in a year? Yeah, yeah. And they say that nigga pushing a fire. You ever seen that, yo? Absolutely. You know, yo, this motherfucker went away for a long time and he's doing better than me. I've seen it. Some people are just truly, truly blessed. And I'm here to tell you, you're you one of those men. No, man, I appreciate that. I, that means a lot. You're one of these men. And I'm not going to apologize for waiting a year to call you. No. You look at your, at your DM, it says December 22nd, 2022. Yeah. You, you, you told me to message you, and I, I sent you a message. I think that same, you had a show. When, as a matter of fact, we took a picture together. Wow. Yeah, we, we took a picture together. It's on my uh, on my Instagram page. No, no, no. That was the seventeenth. We took the picture uh, December seventeenth, twenty twenty-two, and then I sent the the uh, message. Wow, so I, that's I tagged great, you in the picture man. as well. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a moving shaker, yo. People don't understand how I could be this age and still move like I'm your age. Yeah, but I it, it's just. When I look at you and I hear you, what you're saying, it's just in your DNA, just like it's in my DNA. We have a desire to win at any cost. Exactly. Exactly. So now, what's your move now? With so we, so here's my thing. We're talking about assisted living. Now, how are you making your money in assisted living? Because here's what I'm trying to say. Here's the thing that a lot of people don't know about. Assisted living to some people is one of the most biggest scams on the planet if you're crooked. I don't think you're that way. No, no. And what I mean by that, ladies and gentlemen, and I want you to listen, I'm going to share this before I let you go so you know what I mean. Some people get into assisted living, and what some of these companies do, they have this thing called, um, give me a second, they have this thing that they snatch up your property. They had to say that they take your all your bank accounts. Um, what is that called? Her? So, so uh, when th- those are nursing, those are skilled nursing facilities where they come in and they yes. take your uh, they they take your 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 property and your cars, any assets you have. Right. You have a certain amount of assets. Right. But I, what is that I, called? What's the name of it? What's the name of that when they take your assets and stuff? Yeah. I I don't know the particular name of it, the specific name, but that's what. Yeah, my main is 
yeah. That, that, that's like Medicare, Medicaid, um, those types right. of uh, programs. We we don't do that though. We, we okay. don't take anybody's assets, anything. We're we're private pay, or you can do some insurance. We'll pay for it as well, but we're mostly private pay. Um, uh, awesome. We also have uh, SSI residents. So, um, you know, uh-huh. that, that's government finance, you know, financing as well. Right. So, but to answer your and question. Now, and now how many patients do you have now? So we're, we're licensed for 35 residents. Right now we have 18. Awesome. Okay. Are you supposed to answer my question? Go ahead. I'm listening. The, the way I make money in, uh, in real estate, I mean, in, uh, at the nursing facility is, so we're, we're, we're it's an it's a S corporation. Um, so we own mm-hmm. the building and we own the business as well. So technically, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to say what I make. I can tell you later, but um, I make. Uh, That's right. No, no, you don't tell me what you make. You know okay. the rule. We don't talk about what we make. Yeah. But go ahead. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm salary at a certain percent, and the money that comes yeah. in from the business, since I own the business, the business makes the money, but I own the business. So to, to be politically correct, the business is making the money. I'm Absolutely, and you though. pay yourself. Yes, I pay myself. Yeah, you you pay yourself. Smart, yeah. smart. Um, and we also have uh, we have thir- about thirteen employees, um, including my wife mm-hmm. and myself. Um, and yeah, yeah, you know, we we uh, we go in maybe two, three times a week. Uh, my wife is the administrator, and um, she's like the expert at that. And I do whatever needs yes. to be fixed. Um, and then on the real estate side, I'm the expert in that, so I, I control the real estate side. The, the biggest point that I wanted to make is I, I wanted to find out. I like to find people. I like to, to find out what their strengths are, which I did with my wife. And, yes. And we run with that because I know what I'm good at already. <laughs> yes. But that's what I was trying to tell you, how blessed. You are to have y'all have, have met each other at a young age. Sometimes yeah. it takes a lifetime to meet the person to, that you're gonna rock with. It takes a lifetime, and I love the fact that it worked out for you guys. I really mean that. I appreciate that. I really mean that. Yeah, I really mean that. Uh, let me be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. I appreciate let that. Let me be the first to wish you and your wife a beautiful journey, you know, because um, it does show you that two people can rock together. My my journey has been I got to be by myself. I I I I just I'm one of those people. I love being by myself because I move around so much. It's best for me. You know, this is what this is what's best for me. So I do yeah. what's best for me. A lot of people want. A lot of people don't do what's best for them. Right, I right. do what's best for me, you know, right. and and that's important to me. And I want to say Merry Christmas. At the same time, I got to give a couple shout-outs while I let you go. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you know, this is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. It's the day before Christmas, and we, we, this is going to air on Christmas Day. But December 28th, December 29th, 30th, and 31st, come check me out, the world-famous Uptown Comedy Corner in Hapeville, Georgia. Um, we bring in a celebration of New Year's every year, which is going to be phenomenal. And I truly appreciate what Uptown has done for me all over the years. I also want to give a shout-out to one of my sponsors, 
to um, Elmer's in Harlem, rise to the occasion. Go to the website, anything from being a diabetic to health to uh, ED, erectile dysfunction to women um, with menopause. They have the ointments and pills and um, um, vitamins to bring you back to health and to get you right. Just go to their website at Elmer's, E-L-M. A S in Harlem, I N H A R L E M dot com. All right, look at the website, check it out, see if there's something for you. Because what's important, we talk about money, but what's really important is your health. How is your health? Get your checkups, know your numbers, know how to live life. And to everybody listening, even to you, fam, I want y'all to start. Google Lifeline, L-I-F-E, L-I-N-E, Lifeline Screening. And it costs $150. It's better than going to the doctor because it's like a dialysis machine. You go in and they have all these different um, departments where they check your heart. They check your neck. They check your if your diabetes or high risk for aneurysms. Just Google it. You'll see what I'm talking about. Because when I say aneurysm, most people think aneurysms are in your head, correct? But I want people to know that Tommy from Martin died of an aneurysm. But his aneurysm happened in his stomach, ladies and gentlemen. You can get an aneurysm in your stomach. It's not always in your brain. Let's teach wealth. Let's teach how to make money. I hope that people can be like my man here and find the right woman to help you with the rest of your life. And I wish you two guys the best. And I'll be back in Baltimore the last week of May. Okay. Because I used to do the Baltimore Comedy Factory. No, I'm not doing them no more because if I'm not getting 90% of the door, I ain't fucking with them. And they give me a good deal, but I I, I got to get 90%. You don't give me 90%, I ain't fucking with you. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm at the I'm at the other club up in um I'm up at the other club up in um Valley. And um and yeah, I'm up there. So that's what I do. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's what I do. So yeah, congratulations, family. All right, I'm gonna go park my car and get something to eat. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the TK Kirkland podcast. Yo, make sure you stay in touch with me, fam. Yeah, I will. I'll reach out to you uh January twentieth, you said? Yeah, January 20th, yep, and I'll put you in touch with the young lady. All right, sounds good, man. I got your number in there, and uh, I got it in my calendar. And tell, the wife I said, and tell the wife I said hello. I will, I will. I appreciate All it, right, man. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Uh, same to your family. All right, God bless. I'll talk to you and soon. And uh, again, my apologies for, yeah, my apologies for taking a year. Oh, no, <laughs> look, you busy, I understand, you know, it, 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 it it happened. That, that's the important thing. Yep, that's right. It definitely happened. You take care of yourself, family. All right, you as well. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Stay in touch. Call me anytime, though, okay? I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Yep, congratulations. Come spend the night with me. I'll take you to ecstasy. 
Men, let's face it. As we get older, our bodies change. The largest percentage of men over the age of 40 suffer from some type of erectile dysfunction. ED. Guys, don't let Ed creep into your bed. Discover Bedroom Therapy by TK Kirkland. Not just a bunch of pills to take, but a natural way to regain stamina and put the spark back in your love life. Bedroom Therapy by TK Kirkland. Now at Bedroom Therapy by TK Kirkland. And yes, ladies, we thought of you too. We offer the Honey Pack, a safe, natural way for you to decrease hot flashes and increase your libido. Bedroom Therapy by TK Kirkland. At Bedroom Therapy by tkkirkland.com log on today for special offers and discounts that's bedroom therapy by tkkirkland.com bedroom therapy by tkkirkland.com bedroom therapy made for him thinking of her make sure you follow tk kirkland on instagram at tk underscore kirkland for more information about upcoming events and more visit www.officialtkkirkland.com this episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.